0: The following programme is a repeat of The Farm Show, which airs Thursday nights on KCLR from 7. Brought to you by
1: tierlawnfarmlife.com
0: This is The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought
2: to
1: you with thanks to tierlawnfarmlife.com
2: you're very welcome to The Farm Show. On the programme tonight, we talk to Michael Summers about dramatic and other events going on in his hectic life. Elsewhere, we're joined by Kira Lynch, the chairperson of Women in Dairy. and They have an upcoming conference, among other activities in that group across the country. Uh, Michael Fitzgerald will be joining us from Chagas to tell us about handling soiled water over the coming months. Uh, new regulations uh, introduced recently around that. Uh, whole system, so we'll we'll hear the latest uh, advice from Michael elsewhere. Eric will be joining us with a sheep report, and George will be in for his weekly chat on all matters livestock. First of all, Michael Summers, you're very welcome to the Farm Show. Thanks
0: very much, Mash.
2: Michael, I I decided to introduce you rather vaguely. Let let's start with what's going on in your life regarding.
0: Drama. Uh, very good, Matt. Uh, look, next week we're doing the Stuart of Christendom over in Carlo, individual. It's my directorial debut. It's a play that's set in Bolton, the last Tinahili. It's on the Carlo-Wickler border. It's, um, uh it's, look, it's just a phenomenal piece of writing for anybody that's a junkie about Irish history and particularly maybe the unwritten parts of Irish history. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a fabulous piece. I've I cast a 17 over there. I think they're actually in rehearsal at the moment over in Collision for it. And, um, we are, we're on next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday over in visual and, um, we're, we're looking forward to it.
2: Absolutely. And it should be well supported. A great night out. And by all accounts, I haven't seen the, the play, I've read a few of his books that surround the events that are, that are uh, crystallized in the play, but uh, a very good writer. And he, he spent, Sebastian Barry spent a lot of, uh, a fair portion of his life up in those rural areas around Baltic Glass and that.
0: Well, a lot of the, the work that he would have done is, is based around there, like his novel Annie Dunn is, is, based, um, is set in uh, Kiltegan. Uh, but, and, uh, and that's set on, in itself, on a farm. That is set on a farm, Mike. And even within Stuart of Christendom, when he retires off of the Dublin Metropolitan Police, uh, Thomas Stone is the main character. He's the last Chief Superintendent of the Dublin Metropolitan Police, which finished up in 1925. People think that the guards came into operation in 1922, but the DMP was there up to 1925. And, uh, he would have retired around that time. And then back went, to his roots. Back to his roots. He went back farming down to, um, kiltegan and uh then obviously he had to be pushed into care and all that's dealt within the play play deals with an awful lot of very serious subject matters. Obviously, the the impact of those that maybe would have supported British rule in Ireland. Um, he he, but, but not without his lighter moments. Oh, absolutely not. Um, the 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 role of his three daughters in it are are, are absolutely phenomenal. Um, there's also the role we we'll say of the rise of Ireland itself as a nation. Uh, you, you, there's just so much lovely pieces in it. Um, his respect for Michael Collins is another one, and you you just see all these lovely elements of history and like he he lost his son in the First World War which is a major part in the play as well and again like over the last number of years particularly with my own involvement in farming and country life and and, and things like that over the years you would have heard me talking about um the role that uh, we'll say at that time whereby timber was a massive input into the British war effort the growing of oats was a massive input into the war effort and uh, again like maybe as time has moved on or over the past century we, we we might have forgotten those things, but they're still very much there and very much rich uh, in it and um yeah, so we're hopefully you'll have a um a very interesting show for the people of Carlow, Kilkenny next week, and the other surrounding areas within twenty minutes or thirty minutes of Carlow town, Kildare, Wexford, Wicklow. Um, it's 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 leash. It's 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 a nice nice piece, and I think we've put a different slant on it.
2: Absolutely, and 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 not to take from your event, and people this time of the year want to get out and about anyway on the on the winter nights. Something something enjoyable to look at instead of sitting by the fire watching telly for the whole evening. There's there's also the well, it's based on the. Kil Kenny Musical Society letter from the front that's on in 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 Dublin um, next week as well, and it's headed up by Rebecca Storm, who's known to so many thousands of people a great uh, a, a great star of stage over the years. I'll, I'll, I'll give out some some extra details on that uh, later regarding the, where it's on and when it's on. But in the meantime, Michael, apart from your day job, because you are of course um, a forestry advisor with Chegisk Saturday somewhat to do with your day job you have a, a, a walk at the
0: castle That's right, yeah, it's actually my very first walk in Kilkenny in the in city, uh, it's to do with biodiversity and and trees so there's a lot of really nice stuff going on down in Kilkenny Castle at the moment particularly in what they've done for the native bees, for the uh, native grasses and within then even within the trees there's a lot of lovely dead wood projects um, there's a lot of trees, it's effectively an arboretum down there, there's a lot of different types of species and how they manage so we're going to do um, Trails and Tails we've been doing it for the last number of years so this is our third year doing it and this is the only one though that we haven't done at um, 7 o'clock in the morning we're a little bit later. we're having it at 2 o'clock in the evening this this time around and uh, we're just looking at some of the projects that's going on there with the OPW and myself and Catherine we will be telling some of the stories that are around some of the projects that are on down there and hopefully we'll have a little bit of impact Put from those into Castle as well.
2: Uh, Catherine Keene, of course, a mine of information about all things uh, biodiversity and so on. Uh, I read her weekly column, and it's always so enlightening and enthusiastic. But great to see that the concept of a, a, I won't call it a farm walk but a walk, a nature walk being held in the middle of a city.
0: Well look Matt, um, at the end of the day we have a, a public duty even with ourselves within Chagas to promote our sector. Our sector gets an awful lot of bashing from a lot of issue from a lot of um, maybe people that might not understand what's going on in it or maybe they might be looking at uh, other practices outside of Ireland and maybe not looking at what we actually do here. So um, it's 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 a good thing just to show what's the environmental tools that we're using and some of the research that we're coming up with and see what the results are and seeing that in practice so like it, it'll be an interesting day now your audience and what do they have to do to attend well it's uh two o'clock in kilkenny castle so if they're around most definitely come on over to us
2: good stuff just as simple as that and an mm. enjoyable and informative uh, afternoon absolutely guaranteed i reckon mm. Now, uh, uh, again, harking back to your day job, you were above in Dublin today.
0: I was. Look, this is Science Week and Trails and Tales is part of Science Week. And, uh, again, it's just great meeting, um, young, would say transition years, 50 years, 60 years. Indeed, even the Dunlavin Primary School was up there today. So I know some of them might be listening there tonight. So a big hello to all those. They, they were, they were just fabulous and the questions that they were asking were, were, were very, uh, very interesting for youngsters, you know, and particularly from an urban background, um, really interesting questions. Like, we're lucky enough within the forestry department, we have a model of a house and we can show where all the wood is used in the house. Cause like the average house uses around 30 cubic metres of, uh, of wood to build it every, um, in, within every house. So we, we show where the timber is used between the roofs and roofing and the choices and the floorboards and the skirting boards and the, and the doors and the frames and, and the windows and whatever else that we uh, uh, where wood is used, but within that diagram we show what's in it. Uh, uh, Today now it just came to life because that was the main attraction. and There was a lot of really interesting questions asked.
2: Yeah, but it is possible to engage with people in an urban setting who have no real connection anymore. It, it used to be the case before, but no real connection with rural Ireland anymore. You can connect. That idea that that, that there is no connection is, is is wrong. It's a matter of how you how you approach the subject.
0: Well, of course, we talk an awful lot about environmental services, Matt, w- w- within the farming community or the agricultural community, but at the end of the day, the main consumers of that are the urban population. So, of course, they have an interest. They have to show an interest in where the food that they're eating is coming from, how the air that the breed is produced, how their water quality is protected, or indeed how to heat their homes, or indeed even build their homes. So, all the these products and services come from farms and off of land-based industries, so we should never forget what's the bigger role of agriculture. Maybe sometimes we might be pigeonholed within the sector; of just it's just food production. It, it, it's far from that, and we 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 have such a huge variety within the land use sector. And and to me personally, when when we look at the consumers that use it, we we definitely should promote what we're doing because we do it to a very high standard.
2: Yeah, and even the whole idea of going a step back again to a more abstract concept of of science, and people think, "Ah, oh, who'd be interested in in science or hearing a science lecture or hearing an informed discussion on science?" I have to say, the snippets that they use at the at the beginning of the the, the weather reports on RTE One, you know, on, at half nine on on, on on during Science Week, I find them hugely interesting, and I reckon a awful lot
0: of people are of a similar vein on the basis that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. When should it, even if it just gets the debate going, Matt? Like even if it's just pub talk. It gets the debate going. And it's, it's, it's something that people can home in on. And like, again, like, that's the whole point of, of Science Week is just to show what's been done. Like, let's face it, we're, we're in Chagas, we're a science-based organisation. So again, we, we, we should be, we are, and it's not, we should be, we are uh, main promoters of it. And uh, you can see by the work that we're doing on the ground, even from, from all our sectors.
2: Yeah, I was in Dublin myself yesterday at the climate conference in the Aviva Stadium. Rarely I get to go there and prefer Croke Park most of the time myself, but that's only, that's only a, a personal thing. Um, th- there was some discussion on the role uh, and whether it should be bigger or whether there is
0: potential in it of agroforestry. D- define it. Well, agroforestry is effectively, um, cro- uh, cropping under a crop of trees. Um, Throughout the world, believe it or not, it's one of the, it's probably the biggest use of agriculture, the most common agricultural system. Particularly if you go to the tropics or the rainforests, you see a lot of intercropping between the trees. But within this part of the world, eh, it's probably new. Uh, well, it is new. Uh, there, I know there's been a lot of work done at the other side of the border in Loch Gall with Jim McAdam over the years, uh, where they were growing walnuts and um, ash at, at large spacing. But it's a new concept um, in, in the Republic. And, we now have a scheme for it. Now there has been programmes before of five and uh, of five year premiums. Now we're in a ten year premium and we're in a, 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 a where where it's grant aided. So effectively what it is is grown trees at wide spacing with the idea of cropping under, it, whether it is agro um silvo arable or um or Silvo pastoral is, is the grazing of al- animals where silvo arable is, is, is intercropping with, with, with uh, either a flower crop or a tillage crop. And then there's also forest garden, which again, forest garden would be the most common one around the world. But there's three different options within the scheme that the Forest Service have. Now I know two of them are not implemented at the moment, they're, they're pilots, but the other one is part of the new forestry scheme. And again, like, it's just one of the questions that farmers would be asking about the inputs of it. And just to bear in mind within the agroforestry system as it is a farmer that would be going into agroforestry uh, can draw the organics payment on it and also draw the crisp payment on it so like uh, it's looking uh, that it can be attractive and maybe instead of looking solely at NTA or the native tree areas farmers can look at uh, would agroforestry be a, a, a good land use on the on their farms
2: well, there's, that, that, that leads me into my final question on that particular subject. I can see the environmental benefits of it with the, 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 the trees and so on. I can see the economic benefits in, in terms of the support, even if it is for whatever, limited time. Are there innate economic and, and, and even animal welfare benefits?
0: The only thing I can really go off of is the results coming from Loch Gall, where live weight gain has not changed, particularly on, on sheep. And um that's really the governing factor because it's all well go to talk about agroforestry. Now, the forestry side of the house might think of the forestry side of it, and but we also need to think of the agro side of it. And within reason of do we rear calves, are we producing um suckler beef or indeed kind of work under a dairy enterprise. We have a, a lot of... We need to move on to see what the agro side of it is and the intercropping side of it. But look, it's the first of a... Exciting new land use policy that we haven't really seen in this country since the time of the Breton laws. So we should just, um, take the thing into perspective here. This is how we would have farmed up and maybe till Tudor times. So again, it's, it's, it's an exciting time just to see what these farming options are.
2: Also at the Viva Stadium I heard Minister of State Pippa Hackett with responsibility for forestry amongst other things suggest that uh, traction is beginning to be regained, uh, the, the momentum again in terms of planting and forestry and that a lot of the problems and difficulties with planning and so on are sorted out and uh, there's a huge amount of interest in the new scheme.
0: Is she right? She is right. Um, we, I would say there has been a ninefold increase in my phone calls in the last six weeks. Um, now, obviously, the NTA uh, is is driving that more than the FT scheme, and that's just calling it as it is. And but we we can't forget how the forest type scheme, which is the old traditional uh, GPC scheme. Um people shouldn't forget that. That's a quite attractive scheme. It's a twenty year payment and there's there's twelve different options in it. Whereby um the NTA, the a 3 area scheme, there's two options over ten years. But um, there is a massive interest in the last while. And hopefully that we can keep it going this time as a sector because we probably took our eye off the ball maybe in the last scheme. This scheme and I know there has been other things that would have driven that uh particularly halfway through the previous scheme this new scheme um has definitely driven an awful lot of interest. Now I know there's environmental um, changes in the new scheme and foresters will definitely have their very strong opinions on that but in relation to the interest it has definitely increased and I would say ninefold
2: that's good news. It's always been my uh, contention that there's plenty of room for more forestry without ever taking a, 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 a reduction in any of our livestock inventory. Michael Summers, best of luck with your production of uh, The Steward of Christendom
0: well, next week. We're looking forward to next Wednesday night. Like, um, I, I just think, particularly it's a local interest as well. This is one of the few players that sit in our area. And um it's it's just such an, a remarkable show with a remarkable cast. They have given absolutely everything, and I will make sure that people who have not seen anything like this before, I, I've I've done it in a particular style. So we'll see how it goes. So next week, and all bookings are individual in Carlos. So,
2: and I'll I'll mention again uh, people who are who are going to put on a show up in Dublin, not in opposition. I think there's plenty of room for everyone, and these are the winter nights when we should be out and about. Well, I wouldn't say
0: friends. in opposition because John Joe Cullen has helped me out on this. so so ah, John, Joe John Joe's
2: heavily involved in that, <laughs> Brendan Corkin, yeah. R- 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 B- Betsy Rice and so on. Listen, Michael, thanks very much for coming in this thanks evening. Thanks very much, Matt. Take
0: care. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt
1: O'Keefe. Brought to you by tierlawnfarmlife.com
2: Down to Limerick, if I'm not badly mistaken, to speak with Kira Lynch. You are a Limerick woman.
1: Absolutely not. I'm a mead woman. Ah, well, you're adopted, Limerick woman. How about that now? Adopted. Yeah, go on. We'll
2: take <laughs> or, it. or adapted, maybe, might be a better phrase. Adapted.
1: There's Limerick in me somewhere. There's Limerick in me yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. A love interest, anyway. Let's put it that way. Um, listen, you're 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 chatting to me because big conference coming up, Dairy Women Ireland. I spoke to Sandra Hayes about the whole concept of uh, women-focused uh, dairy discussion groups and so on. It seems to me a very, very positive Initiative. Let's talk first of all. Get the ad out of the way if you like. Dairy Women Ireland Conference. When, where, what time, so on.
1: Absolutely, thanks a million. So it is on Saturday the 25th of November so it's just a little over eight days away. It's on in Killashee Hotel in Nice County Kildare and tickets are available now this is a mouthful so it's at eventcreate.com forward slash e forward slash Dairy Women Ireland Conference. So it is a mouthful but if you follow any of our social media pages, so we're on Twitter we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram if you just search Dairy Women Ireland you'll find us there and we can you'll you'll catch up a link fairly quickly for tickets.
2: Dr. Google will always direct us if we keep following (laughs) us anyway. We'll get there. I particularly like the theme of the conference, Cultivating Health and Success.
1: Yes, so I suppose the idea is that we're kind of cultivating health in terms of physical health with the fabulous pharmacist Laura Dowling. And we're also looking, I suppose, at financial health, and that's with the brilliant Barry Murphy from FDC. Um, and then I suppose the other side of it then is cultivating success. And um, so we we've a we've a brilliant panel discussion on strategically developing your role to fulfil your goals. And that's um, that's going to be chaired then by Aidan Brennan. And then we have two brilliant farming couples, so Elaine and Pat. Hickey and Siobhan and Mitchell Hayes um as dairy farmers um who are going to sit in on that panel discussion as well as Anna Daly um from Tear Lawn. So there's there's loads and loads and loads and that's only before lunch. <laughs> so before lunch, after lunch then we break out rooms as well. So there's loads for loads for everybody on the day.
2: An absolutely active active day um in prospect. And I know you've sponsors Dairy Gold, Tear Lawn and IFA Farm Business uh Skills. Are, are the major sponsors? Let's put it that way.
1: Are they major sponsors? They are gold sponsors, and we couldn't we couldn't pull something off, you know, without the sponsors. So we're so so grateful to to Dairy Gold, Tier Lawn, IFA, and Farm Business Skillnet for for backing us on this.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Elaine and Pat Hickey uh, Westmead. I don't expect you to know the intimate details of the the speakers, but I have a feeling they're Kilkenny folk. But anyway, we'll we'll we will leave that aside for a moment. I want to go back to a question. um Clearer that I asked Sandra Hayes when she talked to me about the initiative of, of, uh, women discussion groups, women dairy discussion groups initially. Why? Why is there a need? Why is there a desire, uh, to, to, to establish them?
1: I suppose why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not is the short answer. Um, I suppose from our research, what we have found is and this is kind of speaking to speaking to the Dairy Women of Ireland is that sometimes it can be difficult. Um, sometimes they may not have the connections. They may not have the confidence to go into, I suppose, a mixed discussion group. Um, and it's giving them, I suppose, a network. It's giving them, you know, empowering women to, to come together and and learn at a pace that they feel comfortable with. Um, um, and it's not, you know, it's 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 not to say that it's it's exclusively, you know, women only events. Um, but it, it's just, I suppose, it's a gentle step into what happens at a discussion group. Um, and sometimes people feel more comfortable sharing, I suppose, in a in an all ladies only environment. Um, so it's 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 working for us at the moment, and um, we definitely see great success. And it it means that people are a lot more comfortable to open up about what may or may not be going on on their farms. Um, in a in an lady environment yeah is there an international context
2: or comparison Kira it seems to me that it's long been the case that farmer farming was a patriarchal occupation society almost if you take agriculture, and that has been slow to change. We're not unique in Ireland.
1: No, we're not I suppose, and we we i suppose there's a there's a suppose an organization like this in New Zealand, so dairy women new Zealand um and I suppose we've kind of modeled ourselves on them obviously in New Zealand it's probably a lot more common for I suppose, families, family farming um, in terms of a husband and wife partnership. And um, so we have we've a lot of work to do over here to get ourselves up to the same level. Um, and, and I suppose there's, you know, just to get people used to seeing um, a little bit more female, female focused environments and work. But the Dairy Women Network in New Zealand is definitely what we are modeling ourselves on. And it's huge, huge success over there. So our, our focus is to get to the same level of numbers as what they have over there.
2: Putting you on the spot if you like, you've had a huge transition, a career transition if you like.
1: Yeah, so I worked in marketing and advertising for about nine years and then I hung up the heels and just went into dairy farming <laughs> as you do. <laughs> that was quite quite the career pivot um, but I suppose that's that's what's so interesting I think about the dairy industry is that you can, you, there's so many transferable skills that you can bring from a corporate environment, from a teaching environment, from any environment um, even, you know, any environment at all that you can bring into a dairy business and there's so many transferable skills and we, we we go through an awful lot of that i suppose at the conference and at our different events that we have throughout the year and um, we do we kind of focus on upskilling and how you can bring what you're brilliant at into your role on the farm whatever that looks like
2: there's sometimes Kira, an unstated or understated um, opinion amongst farmers that yeah, nobody works as hard as a farmer and nobody works as long on hours and you know the hardship and so on and so forth um I drove up to Dublin yesterday morning. Now, there was a car crash on the Nace Road. I spent an hour and a half going from point four to point eight, uh, you know, and all I could think yeah. of was, thank God for being a farmer. You know, I, I don't <laughs> have to endure this every day of the week. Maybe not those delays, but you know, that, 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 um, that commute from Carlow or Kilkenny or wherever into Dublin out in the evening. There ain't nothing li- easy about life outside farming either.
1: There's definitely not. There's definitely not. Um, and I suppose for me, I always, I, th- I did think the grass was greener. And I feel like I was right when I was up and down the M50. I've, I know that commute, it is a tough, tough, tough commute. And um, so I suppose it's, it's it's, not to say that we are the only hard workers. Um, You know, there's, there's different types, <laughs> there's different types of hard work, I do suppose. But for us, it's very much a focus on how you can transfer over. And, you know, everybody does work hard and we all have to pull together. And it's, it's bridging that gap as well between those commuters and and, you know where their food comes from and and educating you know we're all in this together really so it, it's it's bringing that it's bringing that piece together as well and um, from from a consumer's perspective
2: yeah the, the the idea of establishing dairy women ireland i mean it's, it's up and running now for several years are you expecting that it will you know grow significantly as a concept and in terms of of support from 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 women across the industry
1: Absolutely. That we're very much in our infancy. So this is only our this is our kind of I suppose our third year established. This is our second annual conference, and you know numbers are growing. Um, and for us, it's, it's we well I suppose really we need our we need help to get the word out there. And um, you know this is an entirely a voluntary organisation. So we're all putting in as much time as we can between you know rearing calves, rearing families. Um, you know some of us are working in the in the industry in terms of banking, in terms of finance, in terms of education. So there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there, there, there's a lot to juggle. So we can only do so much in terms of you know putting the word out there. So so thank you so much for your support in getting the, the word out about our conference. But we absolutely have. Big big plans to grow, but we can't do that without you know obviously financial support from from the amazing, you know farming and agricultural businesses that are out there. And um, so if there's anybody with deep pockets that wants to help us, get in touch.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I I couldn't help thinking when I saw TierLion as one of the um, as one of the sponsors that this is connected to the whole idea that uh, Tierland is championing that uh, we need more women on. Uh, the various representative groupings within the Tierland Co-op. You know, it, it, it's all part of an entirety.
1: Well, this is exactly it. And our, and our focus is to build these women up to a level where they feel like they can have a seat at that table. Um, and when we get down into the nitty-gritty conversations with so many of the women, and this is only our experience of the women that we have met thus far, there's a, there is a lack of confidence in getting to that boardroom level. They feel like that is not... You know, an option for them. You know, whether they are, you know, out of the out of the loop a little bit. You know, for us, it's bridging that gap and letting them know you absolutely have a right to sit at that table because who knows your business better than you? And if you need to sit at a bigger boardroom table on a co-op, or you know, you you know your business, and you know, the co-ops need to know who you are.
2: I'm just going to cherry pick one item in the afternoon session where you have the breakout sessions, Kira. Um, managing living and working with your dairy farming partner that that can be a challenge not only in farming but in any business or, or, or situation where you know you're you're in each other's ears 24 it, it, 7 it it can have its drawbacks as well as its advantages
1: it can it can and i suppose there has to be kind of be a separation at times you go okay well are we going to row about you know who burnt something <laughs> or who who didn't turn up on time for something else. Um and then, you know, you have to put your game place on them when you get to the yard and you still have to talk. Everybody has to be friends after your move calves um or move heifers separating out groups. So it's definitely with it's it's not without its challenges. But at the end of the day, I do think there's there's so many skills in terms of communication skills that that you can bring in to your home life and to your work life where you can separate the two. Um, and I do think there's there's a huge difference as well, I suppose about, you know, if you go from a family farm to hiring staff, how you talk to your family is very, very different to how you talk to your staff. So there's there's loads of kind of skills and tips and tricks that we'll be going through on the day to how to, how to navigate that. Um, so much of it comes down to, I suppose, your, your culture as people, your culture as a team and, you know, what different personality traits, what makes different people tick and understanding, you know, the psychology of different people.
2: Absolutely, all happening at the Dairy Women Ireland conference, uh, themed "Cultivating Health and Success," happening on the Saturday, the twenty fifth. That Saturday week at the Killeshee Hotel, that's near Naas in Kildare. And as I say, follow Google and you'll you'll get the link to sign up on the day. Kira Lynch, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll put the the details up online here at KCLR as well. Thank you. That's
1: fantastic, Martin. Much appreciated. Thank you.
0: The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe.
1: Brought to you by com.
2: Now I did promise to give out further details on that uh, musical production, Letters from the Front. Um, some people would have been at it in the... Uh, watergate uh, several months ago but it 's being put on in dublin on the twenty first to the twenty fourth of November at eight p m in the o'reilly theater great denmark street dublin d o one t k two five we can put that up on our on our website and uh booking online at w w w g eight events yes even i can read that it 's a cloud nine production and the big attraction is Ally to uh, the, the cast that was on in the Watergate, uh, there's uh, Rebecca Storm is heading up as well, and you've got uh, Brendan Carcheran and uh, john Cullen Holland uh, from John Street, that great historian of First World War, is involved, and so many other people. But listen, you can fit in everything over the next week. Great uh, opportunities. Michael Fitzgerald is patiently waiting to chat to me. How are you, Michael? Uh, good
3: evening, Matt.
2: Michael, uh, I particularly wanted to talk to you about soiled water because uh, there are separate storage facilities, there are new regulations around uh, calendar date spreading and so on and so forth. Uh, give us the update.
3: Yes, Matt, well I suppose if, we, if we're if talking about the, the background of this, is just trying to improve water quality under the nitrates directives and, and so on. So this is an ongoing um, task. So we're having a webinar, uh, next Tuesday night at, at, half seven just to deal with this topic, to deal with this aspect of the, the updated requirements for soil water. Uh, um, if we talk about, you know, we're talking about soil water and as well when we talk about that we have to talk about storage storage as well, but then the new, the regulations that are coming in are, are look for increased storage for soil water so that from the dairy terms, that that's what's generated from the parlour washings and full and tank washings and also what's what the rainfall falls on the collecting yard area where cows are gathered so uh, this year the requirement is that that, uh, that that shouldn't be spread between the 10th of December and the end of December uh, but next year the requirement is that the full month of December farmers should have, uh, they're not allowed to spread it and they, sh- they should have um, they should have storage for for a full month uh, on on their farm. So if if we go back to um, normally slurry storage or slurry spreading stops on the 1st of October, that's what was supposed to happen this year now. It was extended to the 15th of October because of the difficult weather conditions we've had. But if we take it from here on in, uh, we kind of have two situations here. Uh, Ideally, we have adequate uh, soil water storage on its own, uh, but if it's mixing with... With slurry, uh, the soil water is going into the slurry tanks, Well, then it's deemed to be slurry and can't be spread from the 1st of October until the, the okay. slurry, spreading, slurry spreading season opens again in the middle of January. So that obviously puts a very big increase on the level of storage uh, for slurry that's required on farms. So this is what states and other farmers, we find when we look at the, the storage on farms, uh, when in the past people would have been okay on soil water storage. When we look at the new regulations that are there, we find a lot of people aren't compliant, so there's going to have to be a bit of a, a bit of planning on farms to, to overcome this.
2: Yeah, for some, I suspect it may require uh, an additional capital cost—a dedicated tank, or, or certainly, uh, you know, to allocate a specific tank for the job and deviate the water to there.
3: Yeah, that, that that's what it's going to um, boil down to, Matt. So there's no, uh, there's no one solution, any, any farm each farmer is going to have to uh, work out what's the best for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. As well, in the background, too, we have the possibility that, that there is, it's been examined at the moment the the, um, the level of storage storage that's required. you know, matching animals at the moment, like if a farmer has 100 cows or whatever, the the storage required for that. that, that figure might actually change in the future. It's being revised at the moment. So we may see an increase in the storage required for a given number of animals uh, on a farm. So I suppose what we'd be saying to people is you just need to kind of future-proof yourself and any building that you do might, might be able to cope with that and the soil water Stories that we're talking about so it, it you know it demands a bit of planning it demands money obviously to do it and we all you know, come through a uh, sort of a year now that has put that has been difficult but now is the time of the year when people maybe can plan ahead and, and think what they're going to do because once once things get busy from the end of january onwards uh, all that gets difficult so that's the purpose of our, our webinar is just to guide farmers through the, the principles involved
2: yeah I think so. there'll be a a visit to the 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 bank manager or the credit union or wh- wherever for a lot of people more more cost involved but that's that's the way of the world uh, but before I go on to one other subject Michael just revisit that uh, webinar where, where 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 can they see it and what time
3: Yes, yeah, so what they, our, our dairy clients uh, in Waterford Kenny have been sent a text message in the last few days to, to a link with a link on it to to register for um, next Tuesday evening at half seven. But in anyone else that's interested, if they're in the office, Chagascoff Office on the Kells Road we can we can fit we can get them uh, we can give them the link and get them joined up that way. Uh, So we're trying to put it at a time of the year when maybe people can can, uh, just start to focus on it and see what's what's coming down the tracks. I suppose it's only part of the overall tightening up of regulations and and all geared towards trying to improve water quality, but it's something that we, we just can't get away from.
2: Absolutely not, and uh, unfortunately for all livestock owners, it was a premature end to the season, and uh, specifically for for dairy farmers where you're intimately involved, um, that that high value or higher value high high uh, solids milk production at the back end this traditional curtailed very much.
3: Yeah, that's it, that, and that's what happened. Uh, yields have, uh, well, since, since since the end of September after the plowing that yields just seem to kind of uh, drop off rapidly at that stage. And uh, we see at the moment on, on farms, on farms that I'm talking to, the average yields are down. A lot of cases down to ten and eleven liters um, per day. So we're getting very close to the stage where people are going to consider drying off. And I suppose in some cases, uh, uh, many cases, people have dried off efforts at this stage, and uh, maybe some some low no yielders and so on. Like, uh, and and that's where we're at uh, on that one it's just been a, b- a bad back end on it and that's combined with, uh, with poor price and um, even relatively expensive cost of, of feeding.
2: Yeah, next week I'll have your colleague Pat Moylan in to talk about the Dairy Conference which is being held locally so it'll be an opportunity for so many people around Carlow and Kilkenny to attend at the Lyrath but we'll have details of that next week. For now Michael, thank you very much for uh, coming on the Farm Show. Thank you Matt. Now, Dainsford ploughing. No, they're not ploughing. but the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the association is holding table, a table quiz in Toby's Bar, Dainsford, this Saturday night, the 18th, at 8.30 p.m., uh, Brian Ireland tells me it'll be a fun night for all with Quizmaster Derek Dooley. There'll be a raffle, including a big hamper and uh, lots of other prizes. So best to look uh, to Dan's Ford ploughing, even if he can't do the ploughing, plough on with the quiz. Good, good luck with that. Now straight over to Eric in uh, Tullow for the sheep report.
4: Glad to report that uh, the trade has stepped it up a gear here today in Tullow uh, with a smaller sale than last week, but still over 1,200 sheep on offer here. Looking to the prices then, those heavy lambs today over 47 and 8 kilos. They're selling there from 148 up to a top call today of 160. And lots of lambs there between 152 and 155. One particular lot there, 47 kilos making 151. 54 lambs in the bunch. While we look over then to uh, the store trade here, again a few more feeder finishers starting to appear around the ring here. And the trade for those lighter stores possibly improved on what we've seen for the last couple of weeks maybe by 5 or 6 euro there in some instances. The clean yawn weather, 30, 32 kilos there, mid 80s up to 91 and 2, with the nice 37 to 38, 40 kilo weather, they're selling anything there from 103 and 4 up to 110, 12, and even up close to 120 there in some instances, with the 42, 44 kilo forward store there, from the mid 120s up to 133 and 4. Cash show trade no great change here, Selling there from uh, 130 to 160 per kilo for the store type yos, uh, with the heavier flesh yos up to 180, maybe 190 a kilo there for the real good continental type yo. Brew Joe's numbers really starting to fall off here. Last week there we'd have seen some trees and fours genuine yos for breeding from 120 to 160 per head. Just to remind everyone, cattle is our fat on Friday. If we have a fat stock show and sale, the autumn fat stock show and sale on Friday. Big demand there for forward stores and beef. On Saturday we have our weanling sale, weekly weanling sale, lively trade there, lots of farmer activity and a bit of shipper activity again around the ring for those weanlings. And back again next Tuesday with our weekly sheep sale. And don't forget we have a suckler sale Saturday the 25th of November and we also have a dairy sale on Wednesday the 29th of November with a special entry there of some British Friesian heifers in calf spring calving. Thank you. The Farm Show on Casey with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by tierlawnfarmlife.com. KCLR
5: Mart Report Sponsored by Kilkenny Livestock Mart Serving the farming community for over 60 years
2: no, I've been promoting conferences and dramas and musical events and pub quizzes. What are you trying to promote, George
5: Candler? Yes, well, <laughs> man, to be or not to be, that is the question. Whether we've been the mind. Uh, yes, Matt, on uh, Kilkenny, to, uh, today, should I say, 800 cattle offer. Uh, bigger sale than last week in the bullock sector, actually. Uh, now, the they met a strong demand today, except some of those plain Frisian cattle. Uh, the heifer sale, which started earlier at 10 Thirty, due to the fact that Kull Cows are now being sold on a Tuesday, seem to attract more customers and people very happy. Would you believe that sale was over about quarter past one in that sector? Bullocks went on a bit longer because a bigger sale. So six hundred kilo plus bullocks range from two euro to three fifteen per kilo. That's thirteen eighty to twenty ninety per head. Five to six hundred kilo bullock from two euro to three ten per kilo. Nine eighty to eighteen fifty per head. Four to five hundred kilo bullock from one eighty to three euro per kilo. Or from eight twenty to fourteen eighty per head. Thank <laughs> you. Under 400 kilo. Uh, price range here would be about 180 to a top call there of uh, €3.47 per kilo. That was two lemons and 360 kilo, 12.50. In the cold uh, uh, cows, now we're on Tuesday, and it seems to have worked because we attracted a few more customers. Uh, we had about 100 cows on offer. Everything sold. And uh, maybe maybe uh, farmers who have cold cows to sell should uh, book them in, It'd be that on Friday or Monday before 330 excellent trade and uh, some porish cos and even they uh, found found uh, buyers so a better trade all round for those with the, uh, making from 65 cent for the lesser type up to 2 euro per kilo. Continentals from 135 to 255 per kilo. We also have a weaning sale on, on a Tuesday. A bull weaning is 250 to 330 per kilo. The heifers from 235 to a top of 3 euro. An exceptional one there at 340. And, uh, Angus heifers and bulls about 210 to 250 per kilo. And the beef heifers today in Kilkenny, 245 to 295 per kilo, 1550 to 75 Fifty per head. Four store type from two forty to two ninety per kilo. Are from twelve sixty to fourteen hundred euro per head. With the lighter type from one seventy to two eight nine per kilo. Our price range there of seven hundred euro to a thousand euro per head. And um, as I said about that, culcows uh, now on a Tuesday. It should be better for dairy farmers because the sale won't start till eleven thirty. It should be over around the one o'clock one one thirty mark. And uh, it's it's an easy one to come along. But well, please enter because we want to contact buyers. Uh, Monday, of course, we have our sheep sale. That kicks off at 10.15. Dairy sale also. 30 fresh calf animals. 35 in calf and 20 maiden heifers and that kicks off at 12.30 on Monday. On the 25th of November and you uh, you mentioned that earlier because uh what is it uh, Dairy Women Ireland and uh, uh, we on that specific day we have a pedigree Angus sale there's 50 head on offer there's catalogs available more about that next week and on the Monday after that the uh, pedigree Suffolk sale in lamb ewes and ewe lambs on the 27th of November and uh, Tuesday next as I said Monday our sheep sale and dairy sale Tuesday our weaning sale and cull cow sale and on Thursday our general cattle sale and by the way if you have heavy bullocks out there bring them along we're looking for them. we have a couple of customers very anxious to secure bullocks in excess of six hundred kilo uh, so uh, that's that's one that uh, uh, Philo uh, should fill. A number of people uh, with confidence that they are wanted, uh, which is no harm to see, and a general rise all round in that. Uh, Matt, now. Uh, Matt, I mentioned earlier off-air off, 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 uh, there to you about the IFA presidential election and um, the suggestions that until the ICBF thing has changed that they boycott it. That, that won't help you at all. What I presume you should do that you, your presidential candle, candidate you talk to, you talk to him and tell him your gripes about it and let him take up the baton on that election. And um, people... It came in a post this year, Matt, doesn't it? That's right. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, That's right. It's an
2: additional... Um there <laughs> Attraction of of voting—you don't actually have to attend uh, your local meeting, though the, the branch meeting—that's always uh, the, encouraged, I think, by the organisation. But you can post it away, or if you're if you're going to the branch meeting, you can bring the envelope uh, fully filled out and put it in the sealed bag there. So I think it's a it's it's an effort to further democratise the, the the process. But um, I do know on that protest that was up in your end of the country, actually up in Ross Common, where one of the branches decided to to postpone the the, the their vote. Uh, that the ICBF have been have agreed to go into the IFA's Beef Committee, National Beef Committee meeting, so I think there's no point in doing away with your right to vote um, Correct. Correct. on a particular issue. I think the protest has been well
5: understood. And and of course the people at the IFA will, will take that on board, no doubt. And,
2: uh, and, and speaking of IFA, their dinner, the Kilkenny IFA dinner is on the 25th.
5: The 25th, Saturday, that's Saturday the 25th night the, the, the same in the Ormond day, Hotel. In yep. the Ormond Hotel, so that's, uh, that's always a great night out and uh, no doubt uh, uh, it'll be interesting what goes on there. Okay. Uh, Paul in Ballycallan. I just say Paul in Ballycallan. It's your birthday today, I'm told. Happy birthday, Paul. And Matt, you know Connelly's of Dumbbell. Uh, I met a couple of ladies there two weeks ago. They said, mention us on the Farm Show. No, I never got their names, but ladies, you can take this as a mention. It was beautiful to meet you. You are such absolutely magnificent company. Such
2: <laughs> magnificent <laughs> musical talent at that Saturday night gathering it's on what fun. the second fun. Saturday of the, the month, and I think the, the the play in the whole Home Rule Club on other nights.
5: That's right. The Home Rule Club is on, on, I think, as far as I know, the third Friday. Actually, it's next Friday, but I won't be able to be there because next Friday, Matt, I'm going to Six Mile Bridge to sell pedigree limousines, and the next day I travel over to chum County Galway, to sell limousines for uh, Paul Sykes, the great, great hard worker, Paul Sykes, former uh, um, secretary and that of the Limousin Society. So um, it's a busy weekend, but we'll enjoy it.
2: Ah, oh, that's George's motto. Have gavel, will travel. Uh, exactly. You know, up and down every <laughs> county in the country. But uh, the best to look to you and keep eating the porridge. You'll need <laughs> right it right. as Thank you. My thanks to everyone who... Um, uh, spoke to us tonight on the phone, who uh, to Martin, who produced an engineer to you, George, for coming into studio and 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 uh, chatting away to us. Uh, for me, Matt O'Keefe. Until next week, farm well, farm safely. Good night and goodbye.
1: The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe, brought to you by